to conclusion and we're going to sing a final song uh, after that. But um, it really is great to be together at, at Christmas time. You know, um, lots of people sort of say, um, you know, they're even trying to bring religion into Christmas nowadays. Well, actually, lots of people are trying to take it out. But um, the, the reality is, friends, that uh, we, we're here this morning as, as believers, as Christian believers, because we want to put God first in everything that we do. And uh, again, as somebody said, if you take Christ out of Christmas, then all you're left with is M&S. And, uh, some, and uh, some of you may think that that's what Christmas is all about, but actually it's far more. There's a verse in the Bible uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 that says these words, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I want to talk about gift this morning. I want to give you seven words. I'm going to help you with that in a moment or two. And it'll become apparent where we're going. And, and for the preachers amongst you, this is not what we would call a Christmas story verse. In fact, the, the, the verse is found in a letter that Paul wrote to a church in Corinth, the second letter that he wrote. And he was actually talking to people about the grace of giving, about the blessing of giving. It also says in the Bible, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we know better reflect the spirit of Christmas when we actually give gifts. Great to be on the receiving end of them. But I just love to see people's faces light up when you've actually given something to them. You know, for me, Christmas cards are a gift. Um, and uh, just a blessing to receive gifts uh, in the Christmas season. Sometimes with people taking the trouble just to write a note upon that and encouraging words, that's a gift into our hearts that sows something that is great. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. But the reality is this, that our ability to give any gifts, our ability to bless other people, our ability to share with others, our ability in terms of our naturalness to give gifts is only because of the gift. And the gift this morning is in Jesus Christ, who came to this earth as a baby, a little bundle of, of humanity wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You know, it just struck me afresh this week. I looked at the word manger again in the dictionary, and it literally means a cattle trough. You know, it was hardly an, in, uh, an auspicious beginning for the saviour of the world. But that was sort of getting a story across to us. That he didn't come in grandeur, but he came in humility. He came to identify with all that the world would present before him. So what about the gift? Well, I'm going to need some help this morning because I want us just for a moment to think about the first four words that relate to gift. And uh, I wonder if somebody would like to come and help me hang, hold, um, hold some words up. Uh, if I'm not going to get any volunteers, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask some people. Abigail, if you'd like to come. And the young lady next to you as well, please. Thank you. <clears throat> Quick as you can, come on. <laughs> if you can hold that word up for me. Just stand at the back. There you go. Stretch out. The first word is generosity. Gifts are all about generosity. And uh, God's gift is indescribable to us. The Bible says in... Uh, the uh, book of John later in the New Testament that God has lavished his love upon us. God has overwhelmingly extravagantly has given a gift to the earth. He didn't hold back. He didn't sort of give 90%. He gave absolutely and utterly generously to the earth and so he does today. Got another one up. Anybody else like to help me? There's no, there's no secret. It's just that. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. I need somebody on the other end of the... Somebody else to come and help me. Thank you, Paul. So if you'll get that in. Paul. 
in some fashion this way. Because the second word in terms of gift is individuality. <clears throat> Great. You need just to go behind the mic, I think, in a Individuality, this gift is tailor-made for everybody. See, lots of people talk themselves out of the gift. They say things like, well, I'm sort of not the religious type. And you've taught yourself out of the gift. Actually, this this church is a non-religious church. It loves non-religious types. It's tailor-made for you. But more than that, the gift of God in Jesus is tailor-made for you. Sort of, what does it mean I've got to sort of walk around being weird, taught yourself out of the gift? No, we're happiness. Because God's not called us to be weird. He's called us to walk in the light. And walking in the light is the most winsome thing that you could ever do. It attracts people to you. It doesn't push them back. Individuality. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that God's got no favorites. Now, you may have been in school and you might have thought, well, that, that girl in the class, she, she was a favorite of the teacher. You know, and maybe she got eight stars at everything and that was the reason why. There was a piece in the press recently that says that every parent's got a favorite. Not sure that's true. But here's the truth. The Bible says that God's got no favorites. And listen to this. This is what another translation says of that verse. It says, God pays no attention to what others say, listen, or what you think about you. Because he makes his own mind up anyway. See, God's not interested in what other people have said of you. If other people have said of you, you're a loser. God's not faced by that. If other people said that you'll never make anything of your life, worry about that. If you've said things over your own life, God's not even taking any notice of that because God's got no favorites. And the gift today is for the world, but the gift is, to quote the old BT advert, it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Whatever your background, whatever your journey, whatever your age, man or woman, boy or girl, retiree, or just about to go on the career path of work whatever you've done whatever your past whatever your failures the gift is individually tailor-made to come and bring forgiveness and peace and joy to your life they know what the third word's going to begin with any uh, thank you anybody like to great can i have another volunteer great thanks Thank you. Great. Because the third word's finality. You see, lots of people are sort of say to me, well, if, if God did this and God did that and God did that and God did this, if God sorted that out and God did that, then I might believe in him. Here's the truth. God's already done it. He's already done it. Everything he's to do, friends, he's already done. He's done it in Jesus. The Bible says that this man offered one sacrifice for sins forever and then sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He doesn't add to the gift. He won't be controlled by us. So if you give me this this year, then I might fall. Oh, done it. He gave everything. He said it's finished on the cross, conclusively and completely given for us. He's not going to add to it. He's already done it. He just needs you to believe it. The final word is, well, it begins with T. I nearly lost quit on Sunday night at Mansfield, so I'm not going to go there again uh, by asking you to guess the word, but because someone would be really clever, but I need two people to hold the word up. <clears throat> Any young people? Any at the back? 
back. Good lad. Yeah. Boxing Day will do it, it's okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Come on, Chris. Do you want to finish the message off, Chris? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. There you go, just there. <laughs> it's called a cunning plan. <laughs> testimony. Push it out nice and wide, there we go. Testimony. What is a testimony? It's an old-fashioned word, but it simply means to bear witness. So, for instance, you went out of Arena Church this afternoon, and I really hope this doesn't happen, and saw uh, as, as, as people in to go, to, not to go to Tesco. Some of them want to go to Tesco today, but even you can't go to Tesco today. Isn't that fantastic? You've got to wait till tomorrow. But there was a crash, and the police came. They said, now, nah, hello, hello. No, they don't talk like that, do they? But, but, hello, hello, hello. But one of them must have done sometime, because that's where it all came from, you know. But somebody says, do you see the crash? Yeah, I'm going to bear witness to the fact that actually that car came careering around. wasn't looking where it was doing. It was really his fault. You would bear testimony to what took place. You would be a witness to what took place. And here's what the Bible says about the gift of Jesus at Christmas. This is the testimony in essence. God gave us eternal life, listen, in the life of his son. When we think about Jesus, when we celebrate Christmas, when we understand that God in Jesus came to the earth, it bears witness, testimony to God's love and life that can impact every one of our lives. This is what's called a human acrostic, G-I-F-T. Generosity, individuality, finality, and testimony. But there's more. So I'm going to need some help. <clears throat> because the reality is, how do we, what, what's our attitude to all of that? And I, I think there's three, three responses that we can bring this morning. So here's the first one. I need two more helpers. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask Mr. and Mrs. Turner to come and help me. Thank you. Okay, quiet. Back from America. Thank you. Here's the first response. We can reject. We can reject. There's going to be more people up here than down there in a moment. Okay. We can reject the gift. We can reject the gift. You see, you may have come, to, you may have come on Christmas down to sufferance and said, Phew, that, that lot aren't getting me. Phew. We can reject the gift. There are people here this morning that in a part of their life rejected the gift, thought it wasn't for them, pushed it back. Imagine this morning that someone gave you a gift says, Dad, here's the gift. No, I don't want it, thanks. It'd be pretty bad, wouldn't it? But we can reject the gift. We have the ability in terms of the gift of our free will to say no. In John chapter 6, there were people following Jesus and lots of people rejected the gift. They turned away from it. And Jesus said to Peter, are you going to go as well? He says, who do we go to? He says, because you've got the words of eternal life. And there are people all over this room that have searched around the world and found that he's like hope. It's a song that we sing. And they try to reject, they try to push back, sometimes they try to live in other places, sometimes they go to the other side of the world. But actually there's a side in his friends that brings us again and again to realize that only God can do what only God can do. Here's the second reaction. By now I ought to have people running to the platform. <laughs> yeah. 
you going to come and help me? Hold the words up. Oh, Morgan. Come all the way back from Australia to tell me I've smelt reject what smelt reject wrong, okay. <laughs> There's a C missing. Thank you, Miriam. <laughs> it's the wrong way around. R J E C T Neglect. Neglect. Lots of people neglect. They don't sort of say, no, I don't want anything to do with it. But lots of people neglect the gift. Is what the Bible says. Do you think you can risk neglecting this message? This message of magnificent salvation. If you neglect your garden forever, guess what? It gets full of weeds. You know, I'd love to create a garden where I could neglect it. And it would still be beautiful. But neglect it at my peril. I can neglect this time of the year. Some of you don't. Some of you are out there even at this time of the year. But you can neglect it, but not at those times when things begin to grow. You can neglect your home. The, the roof blows off. So I'll be all right. Okay. It, it'll itself out. I know there's been tiles for months and years, but we just thought it would sort of all go back together again. And then all of a sudden you've not got a roof. We can neglect our, our bodies. We can, we can treat them badly. And, uh, and then find that we actually reap the consequences of that. But as important as those things are, they're nothing in comparison with neglecting the gift of Jesus. Do you think you can risk neglecting the message of this magnificent salvation? And I want to encourage you to on your journey that if you're saying, well, no, don't, don't put me as a rejectionist, Phil. I'm not there, but you're tempted to sort of neglect it. You're tempted to sort of be wrapped up in what you want to do. So that this comes as a low sort of priority in life. Then I want to encourage you again today to bring a, a fresh heart that would follow the Lord with every fiber of your passion. And the final word, final word, which is going to be two of my brilliant musicians over Christmas time, Pete and Kev. Thank you. Why don't you give them a clap because they've served us really well over Christmas time. is accept. In John chapter 1, it tells us that to all those that accept or receive Jesus, he gives us the power to be <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. <coughs> Got it. And the Bible says that today's the day of salvation. Today is the accepted time. Here's what one translation says. We beg you, don't squander this life that God has given to you. What a day for you to recommit the priority of your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never heard the message before. Maybe you've come across lots of pain and hurt in your life. Maybe you've been put off by religion. Maybe there's all sorts of issues and situations. But actually, here we are on Christmas morning, reminding ourselves that God is incredibly generous. That actually the gift is individually tailor-made for you. Whatever you are, it's for you. That actually there's a finality about it. Don't keep asking God to do what he's already done. And that actually 
That gift continues to bear witness 2,000 years after it took place to the living reality of God in Jesus in people's lives. How do we respond? Well, we can reject. Say, no, thank you. And that's our prerogative, our right, and that's the gift that God's given to us. See, some people say, well, why doesn't God make every believer, every person in the world a believer? Because he cherishes the ability for you to make choices greater than that. You can reject. You can neglect. You can decide. You can allow other things to be the priority of your life. But this morning, friends, I pray whether you've been a believer for 40, 50 years or whether you're on a journey to faith, that afresh this morning you are saying, this is the day of salvation. This is the accepted time. That we don't want to squander this life that God has given to us. And that we'll say thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Why don't you give a show of appreciation to all the people that helped me this morning. I wonder if we could have a moment's prayer, friends, because...